Welcome. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Living with author and teacher, Francois Feinberg. May the message you're about to hear earnestly touch your heart and may it encourage you in your ongoing love of God the Father, your enjoyment of the Lord Jesus Christ, and your fellowship in both the Holy Spirit and the body of Christ. For so many of us who are believers in Christ, there is a desperate ache within us to live the overcoming life. We know intuitively and innately by the Spirit of God who witnesses within us that we are meant to be the head and not the tail. And according to Romans chapter 8, we are supposed to be more than conquerors. That is, we should not just live the average Christian life or nominal, but really victorious, overcoming, uh, an extraordinary, a spiritually supernatural kind of a Christian life. And yet, even if I have to be honest, there are days when I just do not experience the hilarious, joyful, vibrant, victorious Christian life. Perhaps you have felt that way too. And I want to talk to you about how do we recalibrate our inner heart and vision? How do we align ourselves again with the truth of the scriptures regarding our being overcomers in Christ? I just want to go on record and be honest and say every time that I feel defeated and I feel as though the world overcomes me and um, I'm squeezed into a corner, I realize it's because I take personally my eyes off of Christ. I take my eyes off of my crucifixion with him, my identification with him. And as it were, I take matters into my own hands. That is my own wisdom, my own judgment, uh, my own strength, my own plotting and planning and scheming. And no wonder I fall into a trap of defeat and maybe even despair and spiritual depression. Victory is not just me claiming a bunch of beautiful Bible promises and then going to war as, as though I am the one engaging the issue and I am clothed with these beautiful Bible promises. That is perhaps the greatest problem is, is I think I have to engage these things. And no doubt, faith without works is dead. No doubt, I have to play a part. But I want to talk to you about your inward vision, your inward calibration and alignment of what is victory. Is it me being clothed with God fighting this issue, this hurdle, this wall, as we might say? Or is it me letting God do his thing? And I want to propose to you that every single time God is just, as it were, an aid to you, you are going to suffer defeat. But every time that you can, as it were, withdraw and say, I am not going to fight this thing in my flesh, in my wisdom, but I'm going to give space for God to supernaturally show up in this issue or 
this hurdle or this brokenness or this job or whatever the case may be. In that case, you will probably come into victory in the overcoming life much quicker and much more certain. And you will live more stable when you can just let Christ do the work. So this lesson is something I regularly teach and I try to live it. And will you know it at times? I fail miserably. And so this lesson is a reminder, not only for me, but I hope an encouragement for you to abide in Christ. And I just bear the fruit of his life nature in me. I'm not the one doing the work. Yes, there's a time and place, don't get me wrong. But when it comes to my inward vision, I don't do the work. I live in grace and I live in the faith of the Son of God who does the work. And that's what this lesson of victory in Christ is all about. Experiencing victory in the Christian walk is entirely dependent upon you abiding in Him, taking a hold of the Lord. Everything that He sows into you, you work with it, you pray it, you walk it, you wrestle with it. Everything God speaks to you, everything God is in you, you mean business with it day and night. That is, what we do initially is we sow a seed into the ground, do we not? Then we stomp the ground onto that seed, do we not? And it's as though the, 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 the ground takes a hold of the seed. But then that seed has got to sprout. And what does the seed do? The seed takes a hold of the ground. And this is what God is wanting from you. This is how you come into the victorious life. God is sowing so much into you. So much. And he is stomping it into your being, compacting it, solidifying it. <laughs> You've got to now take a hold of it. So it's a two-way street. So many of us, oh, if he wants me to be victorious, he just will have to do it. Well, he's already done it, you goober. you just got to cooperate with him. Walk with Him in spirit. Make home for Him. He abides in you. You've got to abide in Him. He minded you. Now you've got to mind Him. That is, set every aspect of your being, every faculty, exercise it unto God. Okay? That's what's going on. Experiencing victory in the Christian walk is entirely dependent upon abiding in Christ. Victory is not a thing or a feeling. It's a fact. Victory is a living person. Jesus Christ. It is Christ living on your behalf. For the manifestation of Christ as victorious within you requires an abiding relationship. You've got to be in spirit. Stay in spirit. Mind the spirit. Yes. And you'll experience the manifestation of an overcoming victorious life. Understanding what victory means for a Christian. Okay. What is victory? 
victory? What is the overcoming life? What is a strong Christian walk with God? I'm giving you a couple of thoughts here. Number one, there are several basic elements that comprises the victorious Christian life. And what I want to do here is just break down Galatians 2, verse 20. No longer I, but Christ. So let's break down that verse just a little bit. Galatians 2, verse 20. It is no longer I, but Christ. Okay. There are several basic elements that comprise us this victorious life. A. I am crucified with Christ. Y'all, this is victory. (laughs) To get rid of that old identity in Adam requires a crucifixion. You cannot be released from that husband, that yoke, that burden, that experience, until you accept the end of yourself. Step number one, so to speak, if we could call it steps, (laughs) accept your crucifixion. So Paul says in Galatians, I have been crucified. Okay, what does that mean? Victory is not rooted in reform or improvement. It's rooted in crucifixion. Crucifixion is nothing to do with mortification of the flesh or asceticism, but with identification. The more one attempts to overcome, the less he overcomes. The more one identifies with Christ the more he will experience victory. To identify with Christ is simply to remain in him by his spirit. The spirit subsequently identifies you with Christ's death and accomplishments. Christ did not evade or escape death, nor did he fight against it. He simply embraced it. To experience victory, one must simply embrace Christ, not the issue at hand. Y'all, that's critical. If you really want to experience an overcoming in any situation, don't embrace the issue at hand. Embrace the person within. Embrace the Lord within. Paul did this. Y'all, he was locked up in prison. By our natural judgment, we would say, Paul, you're defeated. But Paul did not consult the issue at hand. He walked in the Spirit within. He started singing in Acts 16, him and Silas. Praise the Lord, bless the Lord. This is the song they sang, I think. We love you, Lord, we're your prisoners. Thank you for our prison, Lord. Hallelujah. And they're singing at midnight. Because they were partnering with Christ within. That sings all day long, regardless of the circumstance. Therefore, they lived in the reality of an overcomer, yet they were in prison. There were times that Paul was not delivered from persecution. But in this particular instance in Acts 16, there was an earthquake and the doors went open. Angels let them out. Said, this one's on us. (laughs) But whether they stayed in prison that night or came out, irrelevant. 
The fact that they sang relevant, overcoming, victory, not of this world, above this world. Amen? They abided, they had their abode in the Lord. The Lord had a song within. They manifested Christ in prison. And this is what He wants from you. And I'm not sure God always wants to unlock you from the prison or the predicament, the environment. Sometimes I think He wants to have a song in the environment. The speaking of God in that situation. So victory is not just things changing externally. And to be constituted an overcomer, we can't always brag, yay, I had breakthrough, that circumstance shifted. Sometimes it won't shift. Because God wants in that death situation, He wants life to come forth. Like a fish in the ocean, He wants life in that death situation. Praise the Lord. You just got to stay in spirit. The more you're in your spirit, the more you'll just manifest victory. But I need you all to know victory is not just a change in your environment. It's the manifestation of Christ within. Do not look at the issue at hand. Victory is therefore experienced in a posture of surrender. There are two aspects to the cross of Christ. The blood of Christ deals with what we have done. That's the sins we've done in our standing before God, which is forgiveness and justification. But my crucifixion on the cross deals with who I am as a person, the sinner. Even though I may have peace with God because of the blood of Jesus, I still experience war in my members. To experience a deliverance from this old man requires a crucifixion. That's why Paul says, you've been crucified. In Galatians, I am crucified. Jesus crucified for my sins, but he took me, the sinner, with him to the cross. So now the cross of Jesus deals with sins and sin. Sins is what we do. Sin is who I am. And he nails us to the cross. And Paul says, reckon yourselves dead. Because this is the start of victory. The fact that you died. Sins have been forgiven. And sin has been crucified. Now you can come up in newness of life. Your constitution can now be victorious. That is, risen from the dead. Risen from the domain of sin and death. Y'all don't know how good you have it. We've got it great. Back on your notes. Most Christians are concerned about their doing, not their being. We are distressed with what we've done. We're not distressed with who we are. Not only is what we've done wrong, who we are is also wrong. And at the cross of Jesus, what we've done has been dealt with. And because Jesus crucified me with Him, I, that am wrong, have also been dealt with. Saints, look here. What we do as Christians all day long 
is we consider two things, our sins and our sin. And according to God, it's crucified. That is done away with. If Christ really lives within you, you'll be less sin conscious and less sins bothered. You'll be more righteous conscious, light conscious, Christ conscious. You won't be so introspective with what you've done wrong or who you are wrong because you've been crucified. The fact that you mind God more is evidence that you've been crucified. The fact that you long for righteousness and choose righteousness and live in righteousness is evidence that you've been crucified. The more you're just right here is evidence that you've not accepted or reckoned yourself crucified. That is, you're not walking in the Spirit. The more you walk in the Spirit and mind the Spirit the more you experience the end of yourself. That's why Paul says, I've been crucified. Do you all get these mystical things? been crucified. And then he makes another statement here, point B. It is no longer I who live. It's no longer I. Remember back in the old covenant, it was no longer I either. (laughs) Under the old Adam, I didn't live. It was sin who lived in me. Now Paul makes another statement. I've been crucified. (laughs) Yet again, I don't live. Now it's Christ. He's describing the very building blocks of a new creation. The overcoming creation in us. Christ in us, the victorious one. Let's look at this. On the right there, you see a quote by Watchman Nee. Galatians 2.20 is at the heart of the normal Christian life. According to Brother Nee, I really believe that with all my heart too. It's no longer I who live. The sub-bullet. The Christian's life is no longer in the realm of the I, which is the Greek word ego. Do you know what E-G-O stands for? Everybody's greatest obstacle. It's the title of a book. Ego. I, that's the Greek word, ego, everybody's greatest obstacle. Notice there, it's no longer I who live. We are not a bad I exchanged for a good I. We are not a filthy I exchanged for a better and cleaner I. To experience victory is to be less conscious of your own ego and more conscious of Jesus. That's why Jesus said, take up your cross. Reckon yourselves crucified. Let go of your life, that self-life. Let go of ego, which is everybody's greatest obstacle. Let go of the independent I. Let go of the sin that takes advantage of the... Let go. You've been crucified. 
You've not been replaced in the sense that you're now a better I. Hey, there's no I in this Jesus thing. It's just Jesus. Victory does not mean that one has changed externally, nor that one loses one's basic personality, but that one has exchanged internally in one's essence and spiritual nature. While fully remaining human, one nevertheless lives more from the inside out than from the outside in. No longer I does not mean one is exempt from the realities and the responsibilities of this world. No longer I denotes that a will that is no longer occupied with the self. It denotes a will that is no longer occupied with me. It is the end of the independent will and the start of the surrendered will. Another quote by Brother Nee, We cannot overcome anything. When we say, I cannot this or that, then we are right. Victory is only Christ. God has no intention for me to overcome in myself. God's intention is not to change things in us from evil to good. That is, a bad temper to a good temper, impatience to patience. The divine economy is to make an exchange of our lives. It has got nothing to do with the improvement of my natural self. Crucifixion implies the end of me. No longer I, no longer I. That statement right there is victory. So the verse goes like this. I am crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I. But, here's the contrast. It is Christ who lives in me. It is Christ who lives in me. Living, operative, moving, he's engaging, relationship, coming, staying, dwelling, abiding. This is Christ in me. Look at number C. But it is Christ who lives in me. But indicates a contrast. Victorious living is a living that is other than the norm. The only person that can be other than the fallen human experience is Christ. Victory in the exchanged life is altogether the experiential end of the self-life and the resumption of Christ's life within us. When Christ lives within a believer, there is a vitality, there's an energy, there's an anointing that comes with it. The flow of this anointing is victory itself. Because regardless of whether one overcomes an actual situation or not, one is nevertheless anointed with more of the person of Jesus. When Christ is added to your being, that constitutes victory in and of itself. Christ is versus sin. When Christ moves in, sin cannot lord. That is victory in and of itself. I am crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live 
in the flesh. Well, victory does not mean that one escapes the physical body with its tendencies. Being in Christ does not constitute you any less human. Victory is not the escape of your humanity. Highlight that, saints. I am burdened for this point. We all think, think victory means you're never going to have thoughts according to a human or the desires or the passions of humanity. It comes with it. Victory doesn't mean you stop being human. It doesn't mean you stop dreaming, you stop wishing and hoping according to the human element. Victory is not the escape from your humanity. Victory is simply the presence of Jesus Christ, regardless of your circumstance or its outcome. Victory is just Christ in your humanity, therefore sanctifying your humanity. Your dreams are becoming more Christ-like. Your passions, your hopes, your talents, your hobbies, everything, your responsibilities, take on the element of Christ in it all. Victory doesn't mean you stop being human, you stop cooking, you stop eating, you stop bathing. Victory doesn't mean you check out of life. Victory just means Christ checks into every aspect of it. In my work, it doesn't mean when, when, when Christ lives in me, I stop having to go to work. No, victory, I continue to work. But Christ is woven into the fabric of it. Victory doesn't mean I escape a relationship. I still have relationships. Victory just means Christ is permeating in it, overcoming it all. That's victory. You stay human. Christ is just the element in that humanity now, sanctifying it, lifting it up, making it whole. Yeah. I am crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, here's the key. I live in faith. Victory is intentional living. Victory is looking to Christ, staying in faith. Victory is beseeing to see beyond the obvious Beyond the grasp of the senses, victory is a strong spirit of faith. How do we overcome the world, First John says? How do we have victory over the world? How do we have victory over people, over Satan, the Lord of this world? By faith. Hebrews says, without faith it's impossible to please God. How do the intangible things of God become your experience? Faith. Faith. Victory is to stay in faith. Victory is seeing beyond the obvious, beyond the grasp of the senses. Faith is not an escape or a gain. Faith is not to escape this or to gain a Porsche and a boat. Faith is to simply mind Christ at all times. Faith itself in Christ is the victory. To stay in faith. Notice this verse. I am crucified. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. And even though I still remain a human, I live by faith. How do you live this human life? By faith. And then he interprets what faith is. 
Thank you, Paul. We don't have to like conjure up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to try to believe. No. He says it here under point F. The faith of the Son of God. You see, you no longer live. Therefore, you don't even have faith. Guess who is the faith within you? The faith of the Son of God. He Himself is the faith by which you have faith. (laughs) We can't lose here, y'all. The faith of the Son of God. Victory is my faith mingled with the faith of the Son of God. His faith in me. My faith in Him. This blended union is the victory. It is impossible to have adequate faith apart from the indwelling Christ's faith. Allowing His faith to magnify and strengthen my faith is victory. Praise the Lord. You cannot live the Christian life. At best, God could just crucify you. But somehow, when you're stomped into the ground and you're dead, no longer I, the resurrection life can come forth in us. It's a mysterious thing when Christ comes into you because not only does the eternal life of God come into you that secures you for eternity, but the spirit of the man Jesus also comes into you. It's, it is wonderful. Remember his human living. That's why you've got to study his human life because that life is also in you. Not just the eternal, endless God is in you, But the man that was 33 and a half odd years old is in you. Now that man lived by faith. That man overcame. That man spoke the word of God. That man kept the commandments. Are are we all in agreement? That man's spirit was entirely for God. That man's body was completely subdued, was it not? That man's motives were pure, was it not? That man served people. That man spoke for God. Think, go through the Gospels one day and look at everything Jesus did and said. Because that's what's in you. When he resurrected and breathed his spirit into you, his entire human living also came into you. The faith that he had in God is within you. You and I have very little faith. At best, we have wishful thinking. But fear ye, fear ye not. (laughs) Christ is so kind that He came and put His complete faith of the Father in you. So here goes Paul. I've been crucified. It's no longer I who live. But it's Christ who lives within me. And this life that I now live in the body, in my flesh, in my humanity, I live by faith. But that faith that's in me that that I live by is the faith of the Son of God. It's not even my own faith. It's the very faith He had when He lived His human life. That's been dispensed into my being, mingled and wrought into my being, substantiated into the entirety of my being. Now the man Jesus' faith is what I I live by. When he spoke against the devil, that speaking is in me. That overcoming is in me. 
That surrender to the Father's will is within me. Everything that He was, and the motive, and the spirit, and the intensity, the fervency, the obedience, all of it has been put within me. That's the faith that operates within you. That's what you partner with. Glory to God. The faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself up for me. 